Hello ladies and gentlemen, it's the Awful Guy, Ride of the Awful Sports News, and today we're going to talk about the Miami Dolphins losing to the Green Bay Packers 26-20. Go check it out. The Miami Dolphins lose a tough nail biter to the Green Bay Packers 26-20. Uh, let's go through a brief recap of the game. First quarter, Miami's Jason Sanders kicked a 46-yard field goal. This is in the first half, first quarter. On the fourth and third on the Green Bay's 28, the score was 0-3. Mason Crosby, also in the first quarter, kicked a 36-yard field goal. Fourth and 18 on Miami's 18, the scores tied 3-3. Miami Dolphins, Tungo Tua, excuse me, Tungo Vailoa, passed to Jalen Waddell. To the right for an 84-yard touchdown. That was on the first and 10 on Miami 16. The Dolphins up 10 to 3. Aaron Rodgers to Mercedes Lewis, also in the first quarter. To the left for a one-yard touchdown. That was a fourth and one on Miami's one. The scores tied 10-10. Second quarter, Miami Dolphins Jeff Wilson Jr. rushed to the right for a one-yard touchdown. That was on the second and first on Green Bay's first or one-yard line. Uh, the score was 10-17. Also in the second, J- Miami's Jason Sanders kicked a 34-yard field goal, fourth and 16 on Green Bay Packers 16. That was 10-20, Miami moving up. The Mason Crosby, also in the second quarter, kicked a 46-yard field goal, fourth and 18 on Miami's 28. The score was 13-20, um, Green Bay Packers approaching. A.J. Dillon, Green Bay Packers. Rush to the left for one yard touchdown, second and first on Miami. Miami's one. Green Bay ties the score 20-20. Fourth quarter, Mason, Mason Crosby of the Green Bay Packers kicked a 28-yard field goal, 23-20. That was on a fourth and 10 on Miami's 10. The Green Bay Packers kicked a winning field goal in the fourth quarter. Mason Crosby again, 26 yards. The score is 26-20. That was a fourth and third on Miami's eighth. Let's talk about it. The Miami Dolphins had been doing great this season. Uh, we'll, in, we'll say in the beginning of the season, they beat Buffalo. That was everybody's hurrah. That was, quote unquote, their defining moment of the season. Once they beat the Bills, they said, oh, we're going to the Super Bowl. I don't think so. The Dolphins have had two three-game losing streaks. This is a four-game losing streak. They've lost recently to the San Francisco 49ers, the Los Angeles Chargers, and the Buffalo Bills, you know, adding the Green Bay Packers in today. What's going on with the Miami Dolphins? The Dolphins are now 8-7, and seven, and I believe they are second in the AFC East. Let's talk about it. What I saw during the game was you was going to give Tua Tungavailoa, Jalen Waddell, 4-3 guy, 4-2-4-3 guy, and Tyreek Hill. They were going to blow up some offenses, I mean some defenses. They were going to look good, but... Tua Tungavailoa would be Tua Tungavailoa. Is he awful? Absolutely not. But over the past few games, he's been making some bonehead decisions when it's when it comes to pass the passing game. Excuse me. I don't know if it's Mike McDaniel's um, playbook is a little too advanced for Tua. Maybe it's a little too fast. Maybe it requires a certain amount of maturity for plays to open up the patience. Uh, maybe it's Tua Tungavailoa's trauma from the concussions this season. 
two concussions, devastating con concussions. Um, or is it the faith in his tackles to block his backside? What is known is that Tua th had thrown three interceptions to his one touchdown, 310 yards on 16 of 25 attempts. Attempts. I mean, guess to whom? If you if you want to guess, guess to whom? Jalen Waddle, five recoveries for 143 yards, one touchdown, and Tyreek Hill, four recoveries for 103 yards. Even though the Miami Dolphins have two of the fastest, or maybe two, or the fastest, two wide receiver tandem in the NFL, like the Buffalo Bills, they're not 12 and uh, 12 and three. They're still losing games. So if you have these receivers who are exploiting matchups, who are making 84-yard touchdowns, 84-yard uh, recovery touchdowns, what's the issue? Ladies and gentlemen, that's, that's for you to decide, I guess. Of course, this is Mike McDaniel's first year, so there's a lot of adjustments. There's a lot of thought processes going through. It's almost like a trial year to see where we're where are we strong at? Where are we weak at? What can we build upon? Now, I'm not going to lie, uh, Tua Tungavailoa has looked really good at times. And I was like, man, that's franchise. This dude is franchise. And there's been times where I was like, man, is he still uh, moving with the residual effects of the concussion. The game was messy. There were interceptions. There were fumbles. There were fumbled snaps, miscues. I was glad to see Aaron Rodgers beat Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers always Aaron Rodgers. He got one interception, one touchdown. 238 yards off 24 of 38 attempts. Aaron Rodgers looked good, in my opinion. He's what? Is it what is this? His twenty something year, or nineteen twenty something year? He's he's in here. He's been here for longer than some of you who are listening today. <laughs> but um, looking at the Green Bay Packers, you see that they spread the ball quite a bit. Uh, Lazard, five recoveries, sixty one yards. Watson, six recovery, recovery, excuse me, forty nine yards. Dobbs, three recoveries, thirty six yards. Lewis, 32 yards off on two recoveries. So they spread the ball out quite a bit. I mean, it's just the Packers. They had to um, be ultra creative to put points on the board. They're clawing back to the Miami Dolphins. Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill are the easy buttons. All you got to do is just lob it up in their direction. They make that second effort. They get the ball and they give you at least 10 yards per recovery, nine or 10 yards. These guys are phenomenal in space, phenomenal in space. The acceleration of Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill is uncanny. As a Buffalo Bills fan, I would love to just give me Jalen Waddle, Jalen Waddle and, and, and Stefan Diggs Super Bowl instantly. Instantly, the acceleration of Jalen Waddle, 
the ability of Stefan Diggs to get open. Beasley underneath. Gave over the top. Finito. Let's listen to a little bit of what coach Mike McDaniels had to say about the loss to the Green Bay Packers. Hopefully we can unravel just a little bit on this quick um, podcast today. Let's see if we, it'll work for us today. Percentages of winning games um, where you're, uh, what were we, um, minus three. Uh, you turn the ball over four times. Um, yeah, you're, you're not going to win the football game. So, you know, I thought on top of all that, there was some uncharacteristic, uh, really, really uh, controllable penalties that were absolutely devastating. Um, I felt like, uh, you know, in, in the NFL, you can't, um, it's, it's hard to continually move the ball. Uh, and we weren't taking advantage of some, some of the situations in the first half. I just want to stop it right there real quick. Mike McDaniels is a pretty good coach. He does sound like a nerd and he always sound con, uh, sounds congested as I do now, but Mike McDaniels is a pretty good coach. Uh, during that game, yes, they did have a lot of penalties. They had penalties that they shouldn't have had, miscues that they shouldn't have had, but that's just football. Uh, during the game, during uh, the excitement, uh, players will make mistakes. Now, the most disciplined team wins. The most disciplined team wins. So when you have tough games with the uh, Green Bay Packers, um, and that seven, eight range, seven wins, eight losses, uh, Miami Dolphins now uh, eight wins, seven losses. You, you, you dealing with teams who are midseason, they're starting to click, but it all comes down to the team with the less amount of penalties and the less turnovers. That's what this game was. The turnovers started to add up. Three interceptions, very hard to win a game when you throw three interceptions and you have fumbles and you have miscues. As far as penalties, it's very hard to win an NFL game. Uh, they gave Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers every opportunity to come back into the game and win the game. As well, uh, because we were putting ourselves behind the eight ball with with controllable penalties, um, and then the second half it was uh, much of the same. So uh, it wasn't for a lack of effort, but um, there, you know, there's just some things that regardless of what people try to do if you uh the, the mainstays of football if you if you don't um do right by uh you know alignments um uh you know you you, you don't do right by um protecting the football you know these are the things that will happen and you know our virtually what we just said uh mike mcdaniels is somewhat of a genius i would i wouldn't i wouldn't say a full-on genius but i'll say somewhat of a genius in that um throughout the beginning of the season he has um put together some amazing matchups or alignments and matchups to give the miami dolphins three game winning uh three game winning streaks two times this season i thought he did a pretty good job coaching the alignments were there the speed was there I think sometimes 
what some coaches tend to do is rely on the um, um, not player X's, but the X factor players. Um, when I was in high school, the coach would have one dude who was just a physical, physically gifted God on that football field. And the coach would be like, you know what? I want you to be on defense. I want you to be on offense. I want you to be on kick return. I want you to be on kickoff. They would use these um, X factor players or these one or two gifted players and try to put them in the most important positions on all sides of the ball. And they went nowhere with that. But with the Miami Dolphins, um, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, it was an amazing job getting them into space. Five recoveries, Jalen Waddle, 143 yards. Tyreek Hill, 100, well, 103 yards, excuse me, four recoveries. But, I mean, if you look at it, that's what between the two. Nine recoveries, no, over 200 yards. Between the two, there's a lot more football plays than that. There's a lot more pass plays than that. They got nine recoveries in between each other, but the rest of the rest of the game, you got guys getting two recoveries, one recovery, one recovery, two recovery, one recovery. And these guys are only getting 28 yards, 24 yards, eight yards, four yards, three yards. So <clears throat> although they exploited defenses with their X-Factor players, they just wasn't able to back that up on the back end. Plus not protecting the ball and turning the ball over and, uh, miscues and penalties that put the Packers, or excuse me, the Dolphins in the place where the Packers um, would have that opportunity ultimately to win the Green Bay Packers. Let's see what Matt LaFer had to say about the win. Out there and executed. Anytime you have four takeaways in a game, certainly I think a lot of times when you kick a bunch of field goals, that's usually just enough to get you beat. And um, we got to be better in the red zone, obviously. Got to give these guys better calls. But uh, can't say enough about our defense, especially the first half, obviously, was not up to our standard. But in the second half, definitely made a few adjustments. And our guys um, really went out there and executed. And anytime you have four takeaways in a game, you should win that game. And so uh, that's a really good football team. Um, the Dolphins, they got a lot, of, a lot of explosive playmakers like we knew. And they do a great job. And uh, but just super proud of our guys' effort today and their, their ability to go out there and find a way to win. Just keeping it light on Matt Lafleur. I mean, you win, you win. You know, that's what the coaches get to talk about their wins, and it's it's a lot to unpack from there. But I'll keep it light on Matt Lafleur right there. Um, yes, the Green Bay Packers were able to get three interceptions. I believe one uh, fumble recovery or two. Uh, somewhere in that range. What is most important, in my opinion, is the field goal. Field goal. Uh, certainly, this time in the season, as I said before, a lot of teams are they're just getting it. Um, we're past the five-game learning curve. Now it's time to execute wholeheartedly. A lot of teams have been doing almost like this Patriots thing. Uh, I want to say a year or two ago, um, all right. A lot of teams are doing this Patriot, Patriot. A lot of teams are doing this Patriots thing, where like a year or two ago, the New England Patriots, or maybe longer than that, the New England Patriots would go for it on fourth downs consistently. This and everybody was like, "Wow, they're going for it on fourth and whatever." It must mean that the coach 
has coaches, excuse me, has uh, overwhelming confidence in that team or that that coach knows that that offense can't make up the ground fast enough to score to win the game. And even the Buffalo Bills started it in the beginning of the season. Um, they started it the first five games and it was ridiculous. It was terrible. The conversion rate wasn't that good. Um, I think McDermott realized that, hey, we need more playmakers in here before we do that. So they stopped doing that. And what did they do? They went for the field goals. Uh, field goals are just three points, just solo. A solo field goal is three points. But in a, ma in a game where uh, it's called a game of inches, in a game of points, three points is better than zero. So I thought that was pretty interesting that LaFleur uh, uh, talked about the field goals and he said we kicked a, uh, enough field goals to get beat. But I think kicking field goals is better than um, um, coming off the field with nothing. But anyways, that's the Green Bay Packers versus the Miami Dolphins. Um, as a Buffalo Bills fans, a fan, excuse me, I hope the Miami Dolphins continue to lose, and I, I don't really care about the Green Bay Packers. Thank you guys for tuning in. Until next time.